Luke, it's yeah. holiday time. Happy holidays. Today's the, we're recording this on the first night of Hanukkah. Correct. December 16th. December 16th. On a unseasonably warm uh, Manhattan December evening yeah. in the studio we're in. But still, festive season in full swing. Indeed. And that's why we called an audible. <laughs> yeah. You let, thought we were going to do speechless. You thought we were going to do speechless. <laughs> we thought we can't let 2014 go by without the first of what I'm sure will be many Meet and Keaton holiday specials. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we, we're doing Jack Frost, yeah. the holiday classic. So put on your Santa hats and or Hanukkah. Put up your menorah. Wigs. Put up your menorah. <laughs> you tell me. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I'm Jewish, Luke. Okay, okay. If you couldn't tell, um, but by the sound of our voices, if you couldn't tell, I don't know. Right. Yeah. Oi. <laughs> oh, there you go. Uh, but yeah, Jack Frost, uh, 1998. 1998 Christmas comedy. <laughs> I love a good Christmas comedy. Yeah, me too. Uh, I don't know if we, uh, you want to yet call this a good Christmas comedy, but we'll get into how we feel about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Definitely liked this one more than some of the other Michael Keaton movies we watched Absolutely. So far. He certainly seemed to be having a good time. Yeah. Well, why don't you give us the, the quick rundown of what happens in Jack Frost? Okay. Well, we start out with, well, Michael Keaton is... His name, he is Jack Frost. His character's name is Jack and Frost. And we start out in a hip rock club <laughs> with a live performance from the Jack Frost band. Yeah, the opening is pretty amazing. Yeah. We got a Keaton, blonde hair dyed Keaton fronting the Jack Frost band, with it, which has like eight people in it. Yeah. Uh, a violinist, weirdly. And it's just keyboards, it, you know, blues. They're a blues band. Yeah. <laughs> They probably sound like what uh, Jim Dolan's band <laughs> aspires to sound like. Yeah, right, right. Like George Thorogood, old-time blues rock, yeah. feel-good music. Uh, or like when Jim Belushi and his buds get together and yeah. jam. Like, yeah, that's yeah. probably what it's like. Just good American party music. <laughs> um, but so they're playing, and uh, they decide to play an original, because I think it's their cover band. Yeah. They kick an original, and there's a record exec there. Right. And he does and this the, is in, like, Denver, by yeah, the way. Right. And he does the classic, like, uh, uh, <laughs> back to the future on the phone. Can't believe what I'm hearing. Holds it up to the band, like, to his boss or something, like, the crowd's loving it. And, you know, <laughs> Keaton's just honking on Bobo, just <laughs> jamming on the harmonica. And so... They killed it. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. But along Because you know what was hot on the charts in 1998? Yeah. Blues rock. Yeah. Uh, you might remember Stevie Ray Vaughan. New metal or, right. <laughs> I don't know. Rap. Rap music. But uh, no, Stevie Ray Vaughan, who uh, comes back up later. Oh, in the yeah. Movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> uh, but along with being a real rocker, Jack Frost <laughs> is also a father. He's a family and man. And a husband. Uh, father of a young son. So we see this, this, uh, the scene from the rock club and we transition to Keaton's son getting out of school and it's like a big snowball fight. I assume this is like all in Colorado or somewhere yeah. like that. Cause there's yeah, yeah. lots of snow. Yeah. Also big snowball fight is underselling it. This is like <laughs> the, uh, D-Day invasion That's of what I wanted snowball to ask you. Like, fights. Right outside of these kids, like middle school that just like dips down in this huge bowl. Was, 
catapults, <laughs> yeah. and slingshots. Like, did you have anywhere fortified to, did you have armaments? Anywhere to play like that when you were a kid? No, I remember like hills, but no, not like that. Also, I could barely make a snow fort, let alone <laughs> like uh, what do you call lever and pulley yeah. delivery systems yeah, that's for pretty snowballs. Intense. But this we're introduced to a bully. Oh, like yeah. his kids got his kids. Keaton's kid has a bully, uh, and in a twist that you usually don't see in a movie like this, Keaton's kid, who's obviously you know the good guy in this situation, yeah. he punks the bully. Yeah. Like, in the first scene, doesn't he punch him right in the face? I said punk, but I think no, he hits him in the face with a snowball. A snowball. Big that's snowball. right. Snowball. Yeah, yeah. Which you know usually the bully gets one over on him, but that just sets up yeah. the bully wanting hate, revenge, hating it, yeah, wanting revenge. Uh, and then he gets home. Uh, I watched this last night. Um, You're already um, yeah. slipping. No, no, no. Uh, <clears throat> gets home and then he has a hockey game. Right, Keaton gets home like he thinks his dad's gonna be home already. Yeah. Um, he's sort of similar to Multiplicity in a way. Yeah. That Keaton's character, even though he loves his family very much, because he's a job and musician. Yeah, right. And they gotta he's go gigging. where the gigs are. There's a as when his mother tells him that he's not home yet from Denver kind of like pans to the fridge and it has the gig flyer for the mini (laughs) like Colorado tour on there. Jack Frost band. So, but he's missing a lot of time with the family, Mm -hmm. uh, which makes mom played by Kelly Kelly Preston, Preston, Miss John Travolta. Travolta, Like we're supposed to believe that, (laughs) uh, you know, she doesn't like that. He's not around as much, but then he gets this, they get an offer to play a particularly, wait, is it to go play a particularly special show, right? For, the uh they get offered they get maybe offered the record deal it's down yeah. between them and two other bands but on the day that he's going to take his wife and son to have their own special christmas up right. at their like secluded cabin they get the call that they need to perform for the record company head at his house <laughs> on christmas day yeah it makes no sense <laughs> and obviously the kid is so bombed yeah. because the night before Keaton had given him one of his harmonicas, which he tells him is magic. Right. And then the next day, he can't make it, or he decides to go to the show, play the show, and his son gets so upset and gives him back the magic harmonica. But he doesn't keep it. <laughs> or he doesn't want it. He doesn't want it, but tries to give it back to him. And I think that starts a little guilt trip with Keaton. He's already not thinking great about it. Yeah. So they go their separate ways, and as he's on his way to go play the show, he says, no, I got to stop the car, pull over. Yeah. And, just, and the other band members are like, we're behind you, Jack yeah, Frost. 100% Jack. Take the car and go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then in sort of a twist, he ends up dying in a fatal car crash. Yeah, dies in a car day. crash. <laughs> Gets reincarnated as a snowman. Be- yes, because his son builds a snowman. Yeah. And then plays the magic harmonica that evening before he goes to bed. Yeah. And then <laughs> while he's sleeping, Keaton's spirit inhabits the Somehow snowman. Somehow gets in a snowman. And gets uh, just to throw out zingers and one-liners for the rest of the movie. He's a, a sassy snowman. snowman. I know. <laughs> but he's got to be worried because if it gets too hot, he starts to melt. Mm-hmm. That happens a lot. Some hijinks a couple times. Um, yeah. But so that uh, was like his son uh, for like the first Knight is weirded out by this, but then it doesn't take him too long to be like, oh, at least dad's back. He's a snowman, but he's back. <laughs> Let's have some fun. Like, <laughs> <laughs> And then the snowman helps him uh, win the snowball fights 
because with, he's with the bully. With the bully, because he can control snow now. Yeah, <laughs> like he's yeah, yeah. whipping a bunch of snowballs, yeah. and uh, he's really good at snowboarding too. And helps him get better at hockey. Yeah, he teaches him uh, the J shot, is what it's called. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> his son also plays hockey, uh, had quit the team because he was so despondent over his dad dying. Yeah. Also, he doesn't become a snowman until a year after his death. Right, it's a year later. Uh-huh. Yeah. And his son has quit the team, and hockey was like one of the things they yeah, bonded a, over. a poster of the great one, Wayne Gretzky, in his mm-hmm. bedroom. Mm-hmm. You, uh, Yeah, you're from... You're, you're the one from Canada. Did you not recognize Wayne Gretzky? <laughs> I recognize Wayne Gretzky. So I put like a Chelli- Chris Chelios poster up in my room. <laughs> Noted Chicago Blackhawks defenseman <laughs> yeah. Chris Chelios. Like serial drunk driver, I think, too. Is that true? Uh, yeah, I think so. Well, uh, Chris, if you're listening and that's not true, He's turned apologies. his life around. Well, uh, he's turned his life around. <laughs> he's, I know he's got a really big... Uh, Nose? <laughs> what? I don't know. No, he has a big no, schnoz. A big oh, yeah, no, yeah. he has a very large... Um, like restaurant pub on the way into Chicago. In Chicago, like, like out, kind of out, even outside of the suburbs. Not is it a great called? Spot. Is it called Chelios's? It's something. It's something bad. Like or like yeah. even like Chelly's. <laughs> no, it can't be that. It's too much like Chili's. Right. I, thought we, I thought we were going to Chili's. No, Chili's. <laughs> How many times I got to tell you? <laughs> you know, Wayne Gretzky has a restaurant in Toronto called Still. Yeah, called Gretzky's. Uh, it's overpriced, <clears throat> and they sell things like. Uh, like Grandma Gretzky's pierogies. <laughs> How's the food though? Uh, you know, I went there once. It seemed fine. Yeah, you know? I think that's like you know, I've been to like Ditka's. Have you been to Ditka's? Yeah. What? yeah, is that a steakhouse? Yeah, d- absolutely. Have you been to Jordan's? I don't think that's open anymore. I don't think I ever. Went oh, really? Here, I've been to Harry Carey's. That's is that a steakhouse? Too. Yeah, but that's. I think, it's th- I think it's actually like thought of highly. Really? I could be wrong, but I think so. Ditka's huh. is not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which also could just be he's, he's a dick. <laughs> right. <Like so. laughs> also, you know who plays the hockey coach in this movie? Oh, that's what I was, yeah. Speaking of dicks, <laughs> who plays the hockey coach in this Henry movie? Henry Rollins. Yeah, which I feel like I had read the Wikipedia page about this before, and I must have just skimmed over that, because when he comes in, that's the most excited I was the entire thing. It's a really weird cameo. Because he's, like, freaking out on this, this yeah. like, 9-year-old, or, like, 10, 11-year-old kids hockey team. Seems like it's maybe before he uh, rebranded himself as, like, a spoken word right. pundit. Yeah. And he just sort of comes on and starts screaming about stuff and seems all wired. He's third build. Is he? Yeah. Hank Rollins? Yeah. Sid Gronick. What's his name? Sid Gronick? Yeah. That's pretty good. Uh, anyway, so just to get back to the plot of the movie. So eventually, you know, there's it kind of, there's not necessarily a big arc to the movie. It's like right. he comes back as the snowman. Uh you know, the kid realizes, oh, my dad did love me. They, they, do all, some, they, have, some they all have all this father bonding activity. And just so it's clear, it's not Michael Keaton dressed up as a snowman. He's a, he's a, a CGI snowman. A CGI snowman. Not the best CGI I've yeah, ever seen. No, no, no. <laughs> I'd say Multiplicity was better in its time for CGI than uh, Jack Frost was <laughs> two years later, yeah, right. somehow. Also, a snowman is not shouldn't be that hard to make. It's just three circles. Yeah. <laughs> But somehow they couldn't really nail it. Uh, so, but they do these father bonding activities, and his wife realizes, you know, like, oh, uh, she realizes the connection between the father and the son. And it's not quite clear why, but, you know, the movie ends at Keaton is just like, oh, I have to go away now. 
Yeah. And then well, he's going to melt. It's getting warmer out. Oh, is, the, the, se- is the season end? Doesn't it end on Christmas? Or no, is this no, no. Winter's end. Yeah, like well, it's good, getting warmer, like oh, unseasonably warmer. I forgot. And he's starting to melt. Like <laughs> he has to, he has to get it because he wants to see. He's like, he knows he's melting. He's like, I'm gonna see my boy play one hockey game before I leave this earth. Oh and yeah. He has to get across the across the hot asphalt to get to the right. State. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then he's melting, and his son realizes it and gets him back up to the cabin that they Where were it's supposed cooler. to be at. It's up in the mountains, and it's high cooler. altitude. Then mom makes it back. And yeah, I don't know. He, and then there's just like magical swirls yeah. start to appear around Jack Frost, the snowman. And then for you know maybe a minute, we see what he looked like as a human with yeah. the blonde hair but again. But he's ghostly. Yeah, ghostly. You know? He's an ethereal image. But you can still tell he's got that sweet bleached hair. Yeah, it's a weird. It's, <laughs> was he like you know rockers? I think have it's because yeah, blonde <laughs> hair. We we want we don't want the. You know, we don't want the movie going public to confuse him with like Bruce Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> make him think this guy is a real rock star. <laughs> yeah, but then he's like, uh, you know, he's like, you know, I I always loved you and I'll always be with you. <laughs> and then he just sort of disappears. Yeah, <laughs> and then it cuts to like a year later. Right. And everyone's happy. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> they processed their father's the father's death, mm-hmm. and they got closure. Yeah. And that's kind of how the movie ends. It is sort of a teary ending. It is. You put Michael Keaton sadly saying goodbye as a ghost as to he, his family. I'll that'll put a tear in yeah, my eye. Just Keaton with any family, usually you're gonna get some tear jerking moment. Yeah, because he, like I said, how this is how many times have we seen him play a father so far? Uh, I think every time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, or not clean and sober four out of five. <laughs> yeah, I did think for I was watching this movie, and I did think. Maybe as a holiday special, Batman Returns would have been better. Yeah. Because I forgot that that took place during Christmas. Is it all just... It's like a winter movie, I think. I haven't but I think it involves well. Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Like right. Oswald Cobblepot has to, is doing something on Christmas Day with presents yeah. or something. I don't... But that probably would have been a ultimately more enjoyable movie to watch. <laughs> but this wasn't bad. I can imagine if I was like nine and saw this in the theater. Yeah, definitely. I would think it's cool. Uh, yeah, I would I would have liked it because they do, they have like because this is probably around when uh, I'm thinking about how old I was when this came out. I don't remember seeing this. I might have been too cool. so I was what, I was like 11 or 12 when this came out probably, yeah. and I was probably too cool by then to go see Jack Frost. But I remember like X Games are really cool and they have like <laughs> an extended snowboarding sequence in there yeah. where like the kids just start chasing each other and they all get really good at snowboarding. <laughs> <laughs> They're doing these grabs and like spins yeah. and stuff. <laughs> you know, know, maybe that's how it is in Colorado. I just I didn't grow it's up. It's a like more that. it's a more liberal state in many ways. Yeah, that's with true. the marijuana laws mm-hmm. and the low altitude. Right, so you can get bigger air. I'll tell you that. Yeah, right now. and you can get you can toke more sweet Buddha, <laughs> or the opposite maybe. Yeah, I, don't I don't know how altitude works. <laughs> Uh, but you know what's crazy? So I was Googling this movie, Googling this movie. I just garbled my words there. There was a movie called Jack Frost involving a snowman. It came out one year before, (laughs) which sounds amazing. (laughs) Luke, pull up the synopsis for 1997's Jack Frost, which I don't, I don't mean to be coarse here, but there is a scene in that movie (laughs) where the snowman, uh, rapes Shannon Elizabeth. Whoa. Just okay. it, it's a thing that happens in that movie. I did have oh, wait for this to pop up. Uh, 
did have disturbing did stuff. Did have when I told a friend uh, yesterday that Dave and I were going were going to be talking about this Jack Frost. He was like, "But have you seen like the horror Jack Frost one?" And I hadn't, so I'm glad you brought it up. <laughs> yeah, read read or I'll read the synopsis really quick. <laughs> It's qu- and I mean, what are the odds that two movies involving snowmen called Jack Frost come out within one year of each other? Anyway, uh, Jack Frost, the movie takes place, this is the one that came out in 97. <laughs> movie takes place in the fictional town of Snow Mountain, where on the week before Christmas, a truck carrying serial killer Jack Frost to his execution crashes into a genetics truck. What what is a genetic the genetic material you gotta watch to find out the genetic material causes Jack's body to mutate and fuse together with the snow on the ground Jack is presumed dead and his body melts away however he comes back as a killer snowman and takes revenge on the man who finally caught him Sheriff Sam Tyler the film has since become a cult classic which is probably not true (laughs) probably not true this movie sounds brutal uh oh wait here's a here's a good line this is a we're just reading stuff from the wikipedia synopsis of this other jack frost this movie seems uh, a lot more exciting i don't i don't know what flows your boat you perv but uh jack frost genetics one of the officers they're just talking about a conflict is killed when jack Flo- jack frost runs the officer over with a police cruiser Billy's older sister, Jill, played by Shannon Elizabeth of American Pie fame, Mm -hmm. and her boyfriend sneak into the sheriff's home to steal his wine and have sex as a payback for her brother's death. But Jack kills them both. (laughs) Wait, here's another line. He also reveals that the human soul exists as a chemical and that the acid was going to be used to contain DNA in case of a nuclear holocaust. Whoa. It's a pretty heady movie. Yeah, right. I think I might stick with our Jack Frost. Our Jack Frost. Uh, but this horrific Jack Frost reminds me that I was reading Roger Ebert's review of Jack Frost, which includes the lines, The snowman gave me the creeps. Never have I disliked a movie character more. <laughs> Never? That's pretty good, Ebert. Never disliked a movie character more? I don't know. It, I, what he, about cancer when he was, as the character in Terms of Endearment? <laughs> That's better to you than Jack Frost? Maybe. Well, I mean, you know, Roger Ebert, rest in peace. You can't ask him. But when that man... When that man oh, yeah. I got, forgot he died when of that cancer. Man, when that man right. got upset... Right. He Two, was re- it was hilarious when he, when he hated movies. Two but thumbs down. Good. Right. Yeah. This movie cost, by the way, $85 million. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which doesn't seem like a bargain. And Took in a cool 34 <laughs> So as we think about that, so you're uh, about 50 mil plus under the cost. <laughs> Tanked uh, pretty hard. I think when we, were, when we did Multiplicity, we were talking about how that bomb uh, kind of started Keaton's uh, downward spiral. Um, oh yeah. Uh, well, in 1998, done... he did have out of sight, but as we've said before, small role. It's a small role in this. Um, anything, it's you know, he's not not going to expect this to be critically acclaimed when it's coming out. But you're doing a family, um, you know, comedy drama thing, and around Christmas time, yeah, not much else is going to be out. So we would hope. Oh, we got. A little Keaton Star Power, make a little money. Yeah. But I don't know. It just, there's other weird things about the movie, too. The uh, the soundtrack. Well, also, it's produced by this guy, <laughs> Irving Azoff. Do you know yeah. who that is? Uh, no. He's like a giant 
in the music business. I think he's the manager of the Eagles. Oh. And he, like, I want to say he was the head of one of the the big record labels for a while. I think it's not coincidental that the soundtrack <laughs> is then a bunch of, like, uh... We can get, yeah, the soundtrack. Like, the soundtrack is, like, is very classic rock. But also... Ario Speedwagon, Gary Glitter, yuck. Fleetwood Mac, Landslide, Free Ride by Edgar Winter, uh... I Hanson really doing Give Me Some Lovin'. Fog Hat. Slow Ride. Do you think there are, are any songs that people confuse more than Free Ride and Slow Ride? <laughs> Quick, who, which is by which? Fog Hat or Edgar Winter? Free Ride or Slow Ride? <laughs> Say it. Quick. Uh, See, nobody knows. Fog Hat's uh, slow, slow Ride. Yeah, that's true. Yes. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. Yeah. But I think there has Dad, to be some... if you're listening to this one, I got it. <laughs> I think there has to be some connection to the... Classic rock heavy yeah. soundtrack, and the fact that this guy Irving Azoff produced the film, which yeah, seems be. a little weird to me. But and there's also <laughs> the rest of the soundtrack. There's like, like a good Lucinda Williams song that's in that. Oh yeah, it's in the movie actually. But then you have stuff like Jars of Clay. I guess they were probably Christian pop, Rock popping back. Nothing then. wrong with that. <laughs> Lisa Loeb. Oh yeah, that's like the ending. Yeah. song. It's very yeah. touching. Very touching, actually. Um, Maybe they spent a lot of money on the soundtrack. Well, speaking of classic rock, this is just a little diversion because I thought this was funny. <laughs> Somebody at work today gave me the new ACDC album, which is called Rock or Bust. And, and it's got a holographic It cover. has a holographic cover. Which you can't see, but you, you can't see. But the ACDC <laughs> logo, if you tilt it, it explodes. Um, and the song titles are very classic ACDC. I'll just read some of them. There's Rock or Bust, Play Ball, and I don't think they're talking baseball. Who? Rock the Blues Away, Miss Adventure, and it's Miss M-I-S-S Adventure, Dogs of War, Got Some Rock and Roll Thunder, Hard Times, Baptism by Fire, Rock the House, Sweet Candy, and I don't think they're talking licorice. (laughs) I don't think so. And And then the last song is called Emission Control. Oh, God. <laughs> and it's emission like nocturnal emission. <laughs> These are 65-year-old men. Yeah, but they're Greatest just they're, it's real rock and roll. Kind of like Jack the Jack Frost band yeah. play. You know? And yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have a good uh ACDC story. Can I tell it real quick? Absolutely. So a couple years ago, uh I wrote something for Spin's website because uh, there was a new ACDC live album coming out. Uh, <clears throat> and I wrote a thing like, oh, the five best ACDC live performances. And I so I I emailed their manager asking him to... It was Irving Azoff. <laughs> I wish it. Damn, that that guy perfect. wouldn't That guy wouldn't take my email. <laughs> yeah, no way. He made he Jack li- Frost. He made Jack Frost. <laughs> okay, but yeah, so he lives on a manager. castle of money. Uh... <laughs> So I emailed ACDC's manager uh, asking uh, if they could share it like on ACDC's Facebook page or something yeah. like that, which has you know 50 million right. fans or whatever. Uh, and so he emails back real quick. And this guy has an amazing name, which I can't remember, but it's something, and this is not an exaggeration, it's something basically like, like uh, Turk and Glunk. <laughs> okay. Like a Dick, Charles Dickens yeah, yeah. villain yeah. character name. So he, he emails back and is like, what did you mean when you said, uh, Brian Johnson, that's the singer of ACDC, what did you mean when you said that he sings like his balls are in a vice? 
And I was like, oh, maybe he didn't take that the way I intended. Which, yeah. And I was like, oh, it's just a joke. Like, he's lost a little off the top, you know? And then uh, he wrote back again, like, uh, Targus Monk or whatever his name was. And he he wrote back and he was like, well, you only picked Brian Johnson for two of the best five. And you picked the band's original singer, Bon Scott, for three of the best five. And that's offensive. <laughs> and then I wrote back, I was like, oh, sorry. Like, it was just... You know, it's got to be an odd one out. There's only five, you know. Uh, and then he wrote back, not only will I not share this on ACDC's Facebook page, but your publication will never again be allowed to deal with ACDC. Uh, he's like, I showed this to Brian. He's very insulted. Uh, and then some other, like, mean thing. And I was like, really? Like, And then I wrote back to, uh, you know, Dingus Monk or whatever his name was. Uh, and I was like, I'm really sorry I insulted the band that wrote Sink the Pink <laughs> and Big Balls. And which good response. Never wrote back. Never wrote back. Never so. wrote back. But they like, they have no sense of humor, ACDC. <laughs> How could a band that writes a song called Misadventure and Emission Control get offended by something like a balls and a vice joke? Yeah, well... Maybe. I bet if I looked hard enough, ACDC has a song called Balls in a Vice. <laughs> like a working title. Yeah, yeah, but it's like Balls in, balls in Advice or something <laughs> yeah. like that. But, uh, sorry to those That's who, my ACDC story. Sorry to those who still work at Spin Magazine who have been trying to get in yeah, touch with Yeah, desperately. For, why are they stonewalling us? <laughs> there you go. What is the there problem? You go. <laughs> Ooh, those guys. Yeah. Oh, there's other big Michael Keaton news that I wanted to bring up. Oh, well, I have one thing before you do that. Oh, sorry, yeah. Uh, I wasn't able to really find this, but someone was telling me that Keaton wrote some of the music that they play. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh, does it count as writing music if it's just 12-bar blues? <laughs> yeah, that's like, what is that? <laughs> While you're looking that up, I'm going to read more from Roger Ebert's review of this yes, movie. Yes, please. <laughs> uh, it's possible for the Jim Henson... Uh, the. Snowman was made by Jim Henson's team. It's possible for the Jim Henson folks and Industrial Light and Magic to put their heads together and come up with the most repulsive single creature in the history of special effects. (laughs) And I am not forgetting the Chucky doll or the desert intestine from Star Wars. To see the snowman is to dislike the snowman. It doesn't look like a snowman anyway. It looks like a cheap snowman suit. When it moves, it doesn't exactly glide. It walks, but without feet, like it's creeping on its torso. It has anorexic tree limbs for arms, which spin through 360 degrees when it's throwing snowballs. It has a big wide mouth that moves as if masticating gummy bears. <laughs> and it's this kid's dad. Ebert did not like this movie. <laughs> not. <laughs> and not. Seems a little overly harsh, frankly. Well, that's how, that's how we used to get, though. That's like peak Ebert hatred. Maybe he was still drinking then. Oh, maybe. I don't know. He, this rage was really directed at himself. I remember one of his last great ones to get to go <laughs> deeper into Ebert. It was maybe the second Transformers movie. Was, he did not like that? That was classic. Oh, classic he did Ebert. like? No, he Oh, classic it. pan. Classic, classic hatred. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they were doing thumbs anymore, but he used both of his thumbs to give them down. Yeah. He, <laughs> the man could could not like something. <laughs> also, the last line of this movie that the kids, that, or the last line of Jack Frost in this movie mm-hmm is uh, when he's saying goodbye to his kid, he goes, we had us a time, didn't we? (laughs) (laughs) We had us a time. Only when you weren't a human, Dad. (laughs) Come back as a snowman. You 
couldn't play your harmonica. Yeah, but they had us. They had them a time when that was. <laughs> that is pretty creepy. Wait, so did we find out if? No, I can't really find it. But I hope. I mean, uh, the scenes of of uh, the Jack Frost band playing music, they're really. They're worth watching. Yeah. Just, I'm sure you can find those on YouTube. But they're worth watching solely to see people who have probably never been to a music show, <laughs> their idea of what a, a, like a banging rock show is like. Yeah. Or there's even a part, well, because first of all, there's a lot of like playing the instruments while leaning way back. Oh, yeah. Or back to back. Back to back. <laughs> a lot of grimacing while they're playing. Like, ooh. Yeah. Ooh, hot, I think, hot lick. <laughs> Ow. I think there's even, like, you hear them give little interjections where they're like, take it, Leroy. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, his best friend, who is another it's big... A, uh, uh, is the keyboard player in yeah, the band. Yeah, keyboard player. Yeah. He definitely is uh, really vibing with him on the keys. Yeah. They just had the kind of musical chemistry you can't teach. No. Mm-mm. That's built by playing shows, <laughs> years on the road. Years in the garage. Years in the garage, then more years on the road yeah, in front of audiences. That's where you record real rock music. Yeah, in the garage, not on mm-hmm. your fancy computer. Nope. Mm-mm. Dave Grohl taught me that. Yeah. Um, but then there's a scene where they're in the studio and uh, the producer or whatever, like they're just playing some song that sounds like every single blues song you ever <laughs> yeah. heard. And the producer goes, it just keeps getting tighter and tighter. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how much tighter you're gonna get, but I think I mentioned Jim Belushi earlier. I yeah. just think like him or like right, was just like John Goodman. Just yeah, like ah, oh, hey Jim, I got a Saturday free. Uh, what are you doing? Or you know what it's <laughs> right? Just come down. Yeah, play Sweet Home Chicago. <laughs> B flat. You bring your harp. I'll bring my axe. It doesn't get any better than that. It doesn't get any better than that. <laughs> if anyone like, in the uh, Triborough area is looking for a couple real bluesmen. David and I are call us. We we're inspired after the Jack Frost band. Call us, but you push me, <laughs> I'll push back. That's you know? a good point. The stage is a battlefield. <laughs> yeah, and uh, once you go up against ACDC, really, what uh, what are you scared of? I'm not scared of anything. <laughs> yeah. So um, <laughs> it also the music they make sounds exactly like what I imagine Bruce Willis. Yeah. What his music sounds like <laughs> on the Bruno albums, <laughs> yeah. which I've never heard, but I think is like uh, sub-generic journeyman blues <laughs> <Yeah>. rock, <laughs> which maybe some people are into. I don't know who those people are. Mm. Also, certainly not in 1998. Yeah. Again. But. Weird time. Maybe that's. Musically. Maybe Keaton L. inspiration from Bruce. It's true. Have they... I don't think they were ever in a movie together. No, but maybe he saw him release a couple records playing the harmonica. He's like, you oh, know, I could true. do that. Yeah. We kind of have a similar hairline right now. <laughs> it's true. I wonder if Keaton did his own harmonica or if he was harmonic syncing. There, yeah, it wasn't, there wasn't a lot of like trivia back behind the scenes stuff about this yeah. Jack Frost. Somebody do, somebody do an oral history of Jack Frost. <laughs> well, let's, well, uh, 98, so we got a, we got a few years. For the... 20th anniversary. Yeah, we'll do the 20th. Well, but everyone's going to come out with their 20th anniversary Jack Frost pieces then. Well, so, so we if should... we start now. Yeah. It'll take a couple years to get. We <laughs> should do it. We'll do a book. I'm going to drop that on January 3rd, 2018. <laughs> <laughs> this came out on November 18th, 97. So we should actually get started pretty soon. Oh, shit, it was 97? We were saying 98 though. No, no, that you're looking at the old Jack Frost. Oh, whoops. You're looking at the <laughs> horror movie Jack Frost Wikipedia page. <laughs> Still yeah. too excited. December 11th, 98. 
Oh, the the music was by Trevor Rabin. Do you know about him? Uh, no. This guy, he's he wrote the music that it's in your dreams, my friend. <laughs> Go did, find did you, his. Did you know who Trevor Rabin was before you looked at this? Are you kidding me? Oh, of course you did. Trevor Rabin, uh, guitarist and vocalist for British progressive rock band, yes. But he, that's in their pop period. Look at the... Oh, okay. okay. Look at the... Oh, yeah. Like, uh, find, he did the music for like a shitload of movies that you've definitely seen post yes okay all right look at this three dozen films here's a roll call of classics right now (laughs) yeah bad company this is music done by trevor rabin who contributed to the score for jack frost this is other movies that he scored bad company i don't really remember what that movie is is that with chris rock and anthony hopkins i don't know whether uh, yeah, there was a movie called that. Yep, that's anyway, what you're thinking of. So, Bad Company, <clears throat> Con Air, Armageddon, Jack Frost, which evidently Wikipedia is now telling us Trevor Rabin appeared on screen in, in two scenes. Gone in 60 Seconds, Remember the Titans, The Sixth Day. Arnold. The Banger Sisters, which sounds vaguely, I think it's maybe with Susan Sarandon. Bad Boys 2, National Treasure, so he did most of the Cage classics. <laughs> yeah. Snakes on a Plane. Hot Rod. Maybe, maybe, that's usually my answer when people ask me what my favorite movie is. Hot Rod, really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, National <laughs> so, Treasure, Book of Secrets. Raven. Trevor Rabin. When you think about a lot of these movies, there's a lot of, like, Bluesy big classic, really, like, big classic rock songs in them, too. Yeah, yeah, So, yeah. that makes sense. Co-wrote, co-wrote Owner of a Lonely Heart. <laughs> okay. A, oh, yeah. A giant among sense. men. Yeah. But that's not, you weren't, you're into early, yes. Yeah, I don't like, when they started getting too simple- yeah, yeah. You know, because it's like oh, you can anybody could sing a song about hearts. <laughs> right. Not everyone can sing a song about starship troopers. You're a real you know progman. I, mean? I like Prague. So speaking of, so Henry Rollins is in this. Trevor Rabin shows up mm-hmm. some places, and there's three siblings that are in this movie. <laughs> yeah, in yeah. very small roles. Maybe I didn't realize but when I was watching it how much of a rock movie this is. They are the Zappa Kids. The Zappa Kids, <laughs> Dweezil. Ahmet and Moon Unit yep. all have little cameos all in this movie. All little cameos, which uh, I couldn't really find out why. Maybe they're like... Uh, some Irving Azoff connection. Yeah. yeah. It's all coming together now. I wouldn't really yeah. think it's, it's, it's a very musical film. Yeah, it's for rockers. Yeah, it's for rockers. It's a Christmas family <laughs> comedy for rockers. <laughs> right. So, there aren't enough of those. All, uh, all our... Uh, Dads listening out there, or moms toiling away in bands that are trying to yeah. hit it big. And Dust off the Betamax and get yourself a copy of Jack Frost. <laughs> and uh, if you die this holiday season, don't worry, you'll be you'll be back <laughs> as a snowman. Uh, but the other key news that was big this week that we would be remiss <laughs> not to mention uh, as we wind down this holiday mm-hmm. special edition of <laughs> Meet and Keaton uh, is. The man himself gets a Golden Globe nomination. Yeah, he's been he's been getting a couple. Best Not actor, mm-hmm. best actor in a motion picture, musical, or comedy. Uh, this was for Birdman, of course. Uh, debatable as a comedy, but I'm happy to see Keaton honored in any way, shape, or form. Absolutely. Uh, so he's this is who he's up against. You tell me what you think his chances are. So Keaton for Birdman, mm-hmm. uh, Billy Murray for Saint Vincent, mm-hmm. uh, Ralph. Fines, 
Ralph. I refuse to call him the other thing because that's name is spelled Ralph. Uh, for the Grand Budapest Hotel, Christoph Waltz for Big Eyes, which mm-hmm. I guess isn't even out yet. Right. Uh, and Joaquin Phoenix for Inherent Vice. Mm-hmm. Again, that, which I haven't seen, probably it's not necessarily a laugh riot, but it's in the motion, in a musical or comedy category. So you think he takes that award? I think he that? does. Who's the biggest competition? M- Bill Murray's not going to win for St. Vincent. No. Christoph I've Waltz. St. Vincent's not good. Not good? <laughs> no. no. Christoph Waltz I mean, for Big Eyes. I hope people are just tired of Christoph Waltz. I mean, I'll say he's German. <laughs> right. uh, but also, I think Big Eyes is not supposed to be good. I would just uh, be surprised yeah, yeah. at that. Um, so I think... Because Burton think, needs to get back with Keaton. Right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So I think we're looking at Michael Keaton, Rafe Fiennes, I said Rafe, or... <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix. I think he's got this one. I think he's got the Golden Globe in the bag. I think he's got this one in the bag. I think Ray he's got Fon- this one in the bag. Did <laughs> Ralph, you s- <laughs> Ralph, really good at Grand Budapest Hotel. Did you think so? I think underrated this year. Yeah, big time. I thought that movie was entertaining, entertaining when I watched it, but as soon as I shut it off, it was like it disappeared from my head. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not going to watch it again. Also, I watched it on Mescaline. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Joaquin Phoenix, have you seen Inherent Vice? No, I have not. I look forward to seeing it as I celebrate Paul Thomas Anderson's entire walk. Yeah. You know, somebody was telling me the other day, actually just last night, uh-huh. that uh, they were at a screening of Inherent Vice, and uh, they noticed, like, during the movie, there were a lot of, uh, like, men leaning over to the girl they were with at the movie and, oh, like, God. mansplaining stuff to them. <laughs> and this person told me that she overheard one guy, maybe it was after the movie, out, mm-hmm. outside, say, like, the thing you didn't get about that movie is that it's based on a book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I know one thing, chicks don't read pigeon. <laughs> right? But that's terrible. That would be, that'd be really, like, take me out of <laughs> watching that. <laughs> yeah. see a bunch of dudes, like... <laughs> Huh. Uh, this is what he means. That's what that bird over there means. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> interpretations. Um, well, so I think I think Keaton's got it on that one. Maybe I challenge any listeners out there if they want to put some money down on that. I'll give you three to one odds uh-huh. that Keaton takes it home. Can, uh, you can meet, email us. Meet me, Keaton, at gmail.com. Yeah. Send it in. See, you know, try and take my money. <laughs> Um, I don't. Do we have anything else to say about this movie? I don't think so. I didn't hate it. No, I didn't it was, like hate my time. Yeah. It was short. It wasn't long. I definitely enjoyed watching this more than Clean and Sober. Absolutely. <laughs> um. So what should we watch? Watch next? It's a tradition here. One that we broke for this <laughs> yeah. issue for the holidays. This <laughs> the holidays. episode for the holiday special. Um, but we pick the next Michael Keaton movie we're yeah. gonna watch. Um. So hop back in. Um, Let's see here. Should we just go for one of the classics now? Because we've sure. kind of been like. Well, we can put Speechless on the back burner for yeah, a while. Yeah. We've kind of been going for the second or third or even fourth tier Keaton <laughs> yeah, movies. Right. We could do... I mean, it could, it's still going to be kind of chilly out. In January? Yeah. To do Batman Returns? Yeah. Weird to do that before doing Batman? Hmm. I feel like it's been... You don't have to worry about spoilers. It's true. So <laughs> should, we, yeah. should we just do Batman Returns? I, I like it. Okay, next time. Because I know, as uh, I've said on this before, 
the award that he was nominated for for this was MTV Movie Award Best Kiss with Catwoman Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. That I can't w- wait to get into that scene. <laughs> <laughs> so next time. Yeah. Batman Returns. Happy holidays, everyone. Happy holidays from David and Luke at Meet and Keaton. See ya. Bye.